Hello and welcome back to the Bottom Bins podcast. I'm Connor here with my co-hosts Owen, Connor and Oren. Boys, this is the the first remote podcast. We are not in the studio today. Um, so I think from the start, in case this one gives the audio quality is not as good as it has been in recent yeah. weeks. But listen, this is the last of our World Cup. We are going to be talking about the final, particularly the aftermath of the final, what's going on after. And listen, first off, I want to get a wee bit of sort of housekeeping done. I want to apologize to everybody at home. I know we said we would have two episodes out last week, but we had an absolute got to the studio nice and early we were taxing each other the night before right boys need to be in the studio good and early quarter past nine get the podcast reported because we had a test and Orin, i'll let you tell them what happened yeah so we all got into the studio got it recorded 45 minutes minute episode on rail about the semi-final of the world cup um went to play it back the podcast recorded but the audio didn't um, so it's just it was it was a shambles to tell you the truth. So we do apologise, but we tried to rectify it. We uh, uploaded our reactions to the semi final up on the Parlay Sports app. So if you've seen that, happy days. Yeah, look, it was just it was the first it's the first real hiccup we've ever had. And look, we, once again, look, we would would like to apologise. We know we said there would be two episodes, but look, sometimes these things do just happen. So I think we'll crack talking about the final. Obviously, Argentina have defeated France on penalties. I have to say, lads, that's probably one of the most crack I have ever seen. Or I'll, I'll come to you first. What, 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 what did you think of that? It was unbelievable. Um, like you said, one of the best games of football ever. Um, but look, it, it, it wasn't one of the best games of football ever until about sixty minutes in. Uh, Argentina two yeah. 0 up. Looked like they were cruising. Um and I think look well I was fuming after forty minutes when they took off Olivier Giroud, <laughs> but uh, it proved to be the right decision to ram and especially Colomani. Look, he missed the chance at the end, but I thought his play and build up play and his determination to win the ball was key to France getting back into that game. Yeah, um, it was excellent. Yeah, it was good. In terms of Argentina, look. We talked about it on the Parlay Sports app yesterday. Go and give that a listen. Uh, Magic Messi, he he was he was brilliant for Argentina yesterday. But the only, and the only player better on the pitch than him was the hat trick hero Kylian Mbappe. Oh my word, what a footballer he is! For to be only twenty three, the uh, the confidence he has. I thought he was going to win it in the ninety minutes at the very end when he took on three or four players. I thought he had it. Yeah, just unlucky that he didn't. But my word, I'm, I'm still getting my breath back. What a final. It was agreed. Look, you, you touched on a couple of the players there. Connor, I'm going to come to you with this one here. Lionel Messi, just special, isn't he? Yeah. It had been built up as like the uh, Messi and Mbappe final. And we thought, like we were saying, the podcast didn't record, but we were kind of saying, oh, how are they going to stop each player? But neither team could do it. I thought, as I agree with Orn, I thought the final in general, I thought for. Even like 70 minutes, France weren't at it. And I thought it was a very poor final. I thought Argentina was a far better team. But then once they got that penalty, it was like France just got new life and they were unbelievable. And uh, I really thought they were going to win it. And then obviously Messi got the goal in extra time. And then like the, when I went, and then they got the penalty again and Mbappe stepped up and slotted it home. But yeah, Messi, he, he's the, been the main man, deserved player of the tournament. 
I don't know whether it'd be without him. Uh, I've seen the manager was even like, oh, we'll, we'll take him in four years' time. He's that key to the team. You know, he may not be a vocal leader, but he leads by uh, his performances and he's just a special, special player. And I think it's we're saying on the parlay as well yesterday, does this make him the goat? I think it does. Well, look, that's I think that's the question on everybody's mind at the minute, really. Um, Owen, you're a big fan of Ronaldo, like myself. Um, the goat debate is now... It's vastly raging at the minute now, especially considering Messi is now a world champion. What's your take on it? Are you above Ronaldo and at the current moment? Um. Well, I, as you know, how much I love Ronaldo. Always go on about him, but you have to. You're not going to what he's won, the goals he scored, the assists he's made, and even just the eye test. What he does on the pitch is just magic. So. As much as I love Cristiano Ronaldo, you have to put Messi above him. Say, would you say that, that the World Cup, though, is the main reason for that? Or do you think there's other factors that come into play whenever we're talking about, you know, the GOAT debate? Um, I'd say the World Cup is probably what's pushing us over the edge. But I think for a while, Messi's been showing that you're kind of hanging on a wee bit to past glories. Trying to talk Ronaldo, and Messi has been doing it now over the last two years, and Ronaldo really hasn't been doing it to the level he can do it. I know Messi had a poor year last year, but obviously Ronaldo's went completely off. Mm, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting. Just the World Cup, just solidified. Because I, I, yeah. I, I think gonna... last year Ronaldo was unreal. Yeah. Um, this year Ronaldo's off the ball. Messi was off the ball last year, and look. By no means am I saying that Ronaldo's season last year is in, is in comparison to Messi's season this year. He's, he's been unbelievable and he's a world champion. But I think, like, don't get me wrong, and I'm agreeing with you to the extent that I think the debate's over too. But I don't agree with your reasoning. I think as well, it's um, with Messi, the question was always, like, had he done it on the international level? I think the last few years has shown it like winning the Cup America and then winning the World Cup yeah. and being the main man in both those teams. I think, honestly, the Ronaldo-Messi, you can debate it. Um, I think it's more towards like people who say Pele and Maradona, team, players like that. I think now that Messi has that World Cup, I think it's undeniable. And the way he done it as well, the way he was their main player, he got player of the tournament. He got player of the tournament in 2014 as well. And I just I think he's just the undisputed goat. And I don't think that's to do with like Ronaldo's performances. I know he's got older, and but but as Orn said, he was good last year, and he I still think he has a bit left in the tank. But I definitely think Messi is now the goat. Connor, look, I'm Richie. Sorry, I, I want I, I want your opinion on that. Yeah. Yes. Look, all, you love Ronaldo. Yeah. I do, and look, I would offer up and in, in terms of Ronaldo. So, listen, they are one and two. In the in terms of the all-time list, respectively, in my opinion, it is your own personal preference. I think it's mm-hmm. whatever it, it, it it's whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. To me, Ronaldo number one, and to me, Ronaldo is number one because I find it a wee bit unfair that look, Messi's thirty-five, Ronaldo's thirty-eight. Three years, especially in your latter thirties, means a lot. Like, you know, Messi's probably going to really slow down at the age at the. Age 
eight as well. What he's doing now is freakish. I think if we took Ronaldo, let's say we took Ronaldo at the age of 35, come off a goal scoring season with Juventus where he's he's hit 50 goals. Could Ronaldo have carried Portugal to a World Cup final? On to win the tournament? Yeah, I think he could have, to be completely honest. Um, so look, I'm taking nothing away from Messi. What he has done has been... I just find it funny how there is a lot of people, and this is not me getting it used, lads. I, I'm saying this in terms of social media. I've seen a lot of diehard Man United fans who, you know, a year ago when Ronaldo signed, the goat's back, the goat's back, um, have suddenly just switched their opinions over a tournament that has lasted a maximum of seven games. You play more games than that in a calendar month domestically. So why is it that this is so heavily focused? The only defense I would offer up in regards to Ronaldo. Um, Look to me, he's always number one, but I have no, I, I have I, Messi's number one. I have no issues with that. If somebody says Ronaldo's number one, I have no issues with that. But they are the top two players of all time. Yeah. Nobody else comes close to it's those yeah. two on that pedestal. Yeah, it's undeniable to be honest. Them two being at the top two, and I fully understand what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. Um, yeah, I just think personally, it's the World Cup. It's the most valuable. Uh, cup competition in, in football, um, and uh, like, and I fully agree. If it was Ronaldo at thirty-five coming off a good goal-scoring season, I think he could have. Yeah, I think Ronaldo, especially on the international stage, look, he's won, he's won the um, what do you win the Nations League and the Euros? Yeah, he's won both of them. Um, so he, he's done well in what I would consider a poor Portugal side. Um, and I think Messi's done well in. Well, when I look at the starting eleven for Argentina, I wouldn't say that's Portugal got better. Eleven, yeah. I think Portugal's got better squad than Argentina. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So would I. But I, 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 I don't understand what you're saying as well, Richie, because it's like you know, can we not just like you know enjoy both players? That's what it was annoying as well when they were going up as always against each other. But these two will go down as two of the greats. And Ronaldo for me, I I liked Ronaldo and I thought maybe at one stage he was the best because he was a big, he had done it in so many leagues. Yes. You know, but yes. I think Messi at this tournament, as Orn was saying, this is the biggest tournament of the lot. It only comes around every four years and he was a star man and so many people watching. That's, I think it just counts for a bit more. You know, especially... I, and again, lad, yes, look, I agree. I, look, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here and argue with that fact. Um, I, But I, I, again, look, Connor, I'll be completely honest. Like, I, I would be the same as you. Like, why are we always trying to place one above the other? You know, yeah. why can we not just appreciate what the two of them have done in football past, what, 17, 18 years? You know, they've they've completely dominated. I think the interesting thing now is I said it yesterday on the Parlay Sports app. Kylian Mbappe scored a hat-trick in a World Cup final and he was still on the losing side. Realistically, the next guy that's coming along and going to dominate football. What what do you guys think? Um, Yeah, I think Mbappe, yeah. I've seen, like, he scored, like, 200 goals and 300 appearances. Like, he's only 23 and he has 300 club appearances. And then, obviously, he's played, like, 66 caps for France. Obviously, France have a very good squad and a very good team. But he is the man. And to get a hat-trick in a World Cup final is just 
a mental stuff. Like it's the first time it's happened since '66, and I've seen Holly McCoy. So it's like it's the first time the ball crossed the line three times. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go at English, which is fair. Um, but yeah, he what, could be. You know, but also, there, there's other players. There's Holland. You know, there is other top players out there. You know. So, Orna, I'll come to you with this one. Like, do you think? Do you think? You know, look, if Mbappe had a one yesterday, that would be that would have been two World Cups. Yeah. Is this guy's career headed in the direction of where he's maybe a level just below Ronaldo and Messi? Or do you see? Do you ever foresee him hitting those same heights that those two have hit? Well, look, it's it's hard to say because Messi and Ronaldo. They, they, their careers were in a different era. They were against a different caliber of, of defender, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And I, I'm by no means taking anything away from the defenders of today. And I'm by no means taking anything away from Kylian Mbappe. Because I think he's special. And I think at the minute he is one of the best players in the world, if not the best. Um, and Which is crazy, at 23. Um, I think no matter what happens in his career, unless he starts hitting like 60 goals a season or 50 goals a season, he's not going to be at the same level as Messi and Ronaldo on their careers. I think it's easy to put him up on that pedestal now because as we've talked about quite in depth here already, that Ronaldo and Messi, they're both winding down their careers. And uh, look, Messi's winding down his career and he's winding it down with a World Cup winning, with a World Cup, sorry, um, which is incredible. Mbappe has been blessed with with the good teams he's been playing in. Look, he came through at Monaco and was playing fantastic. He was up front with Falcao, who is one of the best strikers uh, of our generation. Um, and I think, especially going to a PSG team, it's, it was always a super team. They've added Messi. It's even more of a super team. Um, mm-hmm. And then them two France teams he's played in. Look, this France team, we all said at the start of the tournament, there's no, no chance for them. But they got to a World Cup final and were only beating yeah. Hollandish. Yeah. He's obviously a special, special player, but in my opinion, he's just going to be short of that greatest of all time status. But definitely, definitely, definitely is going to be a legend of the game, if not considered one already. No, I'd agree with that as yeah. well, because I think he does have the capabilities to do that. But like even if you look at Messi there, I think he was 22, 23 when he won his first ball door. You know, he had a he had a few he had a, I think he had a Champions League medal, maybe two. That's where Mbappe needs to improve. It will be at club level because he is a, a top, top team in PSG. But he's going to have to win more there. He's going to have to win Champions Leagues because you've seen how good Ronaldo and Messi were for them teams in them Champions Leagues. Like they were scoring 16, 17 goals every campaign. And as you yeah. said, Oren, they're gonna he's going to score 60, 70 goals per season, which mm-hmm. is going to be very difficult. Yeah, that is. I mean, b- between... Between club and and international competition, obviously, there is a big difference. Look, I would always have said, and I'll still stand by my guns, you know, I still think your top European club football, um, especially the Champions League, is a much stronger level of competition than what the World Cup is, to be honest, or any sort of international football for that matter. Um, Especially just even like the styles of football and and the tempo, especially the... but look, I have to give props to Mbappe. It's it's like we were saying, lads, you know, he he was not in the game until about the 72nd, 73rd minute. Yeah. But 
when he came, he, he completely came to life and dragged France through it on his own. There is definitely a special player there, 100%. But look, I would be in complete agreement with these lads. I, I'm not quite sure if his career will ever amount. But I do think he's going to be one of the greats, especially of this generation. I think yeah. he'll definitely yeah. be, be be one of the top, top players. Um, Again, sorry, just a bit. And for uh, you folks at home, we've lost Owen. Um, his Wi-Fi has... Where's he gone? Um, He's gone. His, his Wi-Fi is absolutely... Broken. I've known Owen a long, long time, and I've lost that fella a, long, a, a lot of times as well, to be fair. Yeah, no, he, he just texted into the chat there. It, it completely ceased on him. So, sorry, folks, you'll not get to hear um, Celtic's favourite fanboy um, for the rest <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do, lads? He's not going to talk about like how good Celtic were at the weekend, though. Oh. Oh, Dorman. <laughs> what are you joking? What are you joking? What are you the claws are out, lads. Nah, what are you joking? What are you joking? Well, look, boys. Well, look over the World Cup as a, as a whole here. Obviously, competition is now finished. We have our world champions for the next four years, but I'm sorry I'll come to, to you first. You, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can I just get an opinion about the World Cup final? So you see yeah. the way France apparently had this virus or whatever was going around. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would, was noticeable in that World Cup final? Because I've seen it all over Twitter that oh, they were sick and stuff and you could see it in their body language, you could see it in the way they were playing. What would be your take on that? Just curiously. I'm, I'm just curious. I am. Right, so speaking from experience here, they're having a really, really, really bad chest infection um, about three years ago. Um and it, it left me completely floored. And I remember my first game after I'd finished my antibiotics and all. It was playing for the university. And I mean, lad, tw- and I had to be taken off. I was violently, violently unwell. Um, couldn't breathe. Uh, was really, really struggling to get a break. Um, you know, normally I'd be taken off after twenty minutes because I'm playing shite, but um, <laughs> this this time it <laughs> this time it was ill health. Um. So look, speaking from experience, I like it. It's definitely going to play a factor. You know, these guys are sitting in their beds, violently ill, and then yeah. only have yeah. mm-hmm. two days to prepare for a World Cup final. It's not nice. It's definitely going to affect um, their performance levels. I think you could see it in a few of the players. You know, are sick. Like I know, I really noticed it in Varane last night. He just didn't mm-hmm. seem to have that same sort of zip about him. He wasn't closing down quick enough. Um, I didn't think he was first to the ball like he normally is um, and he was the only one I knew that had definitely contracted that virus so um, yeah. look it's obviously going to affect levels but I don't I don't want to use it as an excuse um, as to why Argentina ultimately then went to win the tournament because I'm um, look as I've said on this podcast for the last couple of weeks and on a, unfortunately on the one that I still find France very one-dimensional. I don't think they're that good of a side, to be completely honest. Um, I think you know a lot of people want them, and and I don't get it, to be honest. I think they're they're, and you can see, you could see it in the final last night. And Mbappe didn't play well for seventy minutes. Well, for seventy minutes, yeah, it wasn't until Mbappe key. kicked into gear that France started to look like they were actually going to do something. So, yes, the virus played a part, but I also were just the second best side. See the thing about the virus as well. The scene Deschamps came out. It's like a psychological thing as well because they probably didn't know who was going to start. So Varane probably didn't know if he's going to get on because he was sick. And I think Rabio had it as well. He missed mm. a game or two. Yeah. I think it. I think it did. Or 
it did have an impact. But also, like, the thing about France is, I agree, like, they didn't play good football. You know, they didn't look like world beaters, but don't, they had so many injuries. They came through this virus and they still got the penalties. That That's the thing. They were so good at um, just staying in games and then just grinding out results. Because even against Morocco and England, they were not good, but they just knew how to win the game. And even this one, yeah. they nearly done it. But I agree, Mbappe is their main man. And it just seems to be, if he doesn't play well, they struggle. Because even against England and Morocco, he didn't play that well and they were struggling. Hmm. They were. Yeah, no fair play. I was just curious. Well, I understand your curiosity. I still think France are shit. I know you are against France. Do you know who I was really surprised with? I was really surprised that the champs decided to start out for Meccano over Kanate because Kanate was the man that match in that semi final. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me and Ashin were talking about this as well, lad. Like, especially with how well Kanate had played in the semi final. Mm-hmm. Every time Kanate come in to that front side, they just looked so much better defensively. I think they also missed um, Lucas Hernandez. Um, because he is a more sort of defensive-minded left-back as opposed to his brother, who's the complete opposite. He's just gung-ho, get forward as many times as you possibly can. Him um, and they were awful. They were. But look, oh, Kunde was I, atrocious. I Kunde was terrible. And to be fair to you, look, I, Rich, you did say about Kunde. He said he, he was a weak point. I think look, it was against I, England, was it? Yeah. I, I did. Look, I said it a few weeks ago. You can't run a centre-back and right-back and hope to God, yeah. you know... It's not his natural position. It's not where he plays. He, I said, he's gonna want to tuck inside and try and support mm-hmm. the centre backs a wee bit. Look, I think that support last night, especially because obviously he was unwell. But I just, I don't know. I just, I don't see a whole pile with France to be completely on. I think the better side on the night won. If I'm being yeah, like completely like Kunde, there was like Di Maria just had him every time. They just took advantage. Oh, that, that that matchup, and I don't like, like obviously I'm United fan, so I don't like Di Maria, but he was he was class, and like once he got took off, Argentina just attacking wise didn't look as good either. They kind of were missing no, that, didn't. but then he was in, he was injured, so he probably only had I 60, thought, 65 minutes in him. I thought that was actually a big call to start Di Maria, to be honest, yeah, because he had been completely, completely dropped, completely dropped for the semi final, wasn't playing well. But, but he was injured. Look, he was injured. He was, he was to be fair. Yeah. But look, I didn't know De Maria still had that kind of performance on him. To be completely, but you know what? Look, yeah, De Maria played unreal, and he scored a great he goal. Is. But he was up against a left-footed centre back playing right back. Yeah, everybody yeah, knows De Maria has only got one foot as well, and he's a one-trick pony. So yeah. Koundé was obviously <laughs> inexperienced in that moment. In that moment. Yeah. Well. Can we also talk about the worst World Cup performance of all time? Ousmane Dembele. Oh, shocking. Awful. Jesus. This is terrible. Uh, many people big him up and say he's this and that he's that. He is so inconsistent. Like, there is times you watch him and he is... Times in this tournament, he's been absolutely phenomenal. But but that performance last night, oh my God. That was brutal. Awful. Yeah, it was awful. And then when they made the subs, it made such a difference. So it just made it even worse. He was just, he couldn't keep hold of the ball. He kept giving it away. It was just dreadful. I felt, um, I, I really did because I'm like, I'm a striker and I understand how frustrating that must have been for him last night. It, that him being taken off 
was not his fault. At least if he had missed, you know, three or four chances and wasn't looking like he was doing. I understand it then, but like, did the lad even get a touch in the game? Didn't make sense, Connor. It didn't make sense because they took Jury off whenever they were trying to play a high ball into Jury for him to feed off to Mbappe. Every cross yeah. or every uh, long free kick that came in, that's, well, that, that's what their tactic was. And they done it again whenever even they took him off and they put Turam on. Look, Turam's a big fella, but he's not as big as Giroud. Well, he might be. I don't know. But he's not as good in the air as Giroud. And it, I don't know. I, they, they kept trying a tactic that was pl- obviously made for Olivier Giroud and they kept trying it even when Giroud was off. It took him back yeah. to score that yeah. penalty and then a moment of magic with that beautiful volley I know. to kick yeah. France into gear. I thought uh, Koeman was good when he came on too, or Coleman, sorry. He was good. Yeah, he was brilliant. Because he took on players, he took guys on, and he, he won the ball off Messi for the second goal. I thought he was a bright or a bright spark as well. I was surprised he didn't get more game time in the World Cup as well, because he is a good player. Like. I know, Ron Koeman. Who knew you still had that? Ron Koeman. I, I, th- I don't even think Koeman's Coleman. that good, to be honest, lad. I think he played well last night, like, but I, I think he's pretty good. But he's playing for Bayern. Like he, I think he's a decent enough player. I know, but I mean, I could play for, I could play for Bayern, lad. If it wasn't for you, though. Yeah, lad. And that hamstring injury, lad, you'd be there. Yeah, you'd definitely be there, lad. You'd I be would. playing for France Look, last night ahead of Kingsley Coleman. Lad, <laughs> definitely missed Tony Martial. That's all I'm saying. I don't know, boy. Who can go for? Maybe Benzema, but if, if Martin Benzema, Martin, maybe it's probably not. say more maybe about Benzema. What about that though? Benzema, like he, he retired, right? and he retired. He's just fuming because he he sent them home. Was, and he, was he on the bench? He didn't actually today? need as much recovery time. No, he no, never went. Um, apparently he wasn't. He he was fit to play the entire tournament. Yeah, but uh, Deschamps said no. Yeah, he got rid of him. Right. I don't know if that's true, but right. that's what the reports were. No, the, the reports are it was like a three-day injury or something. Yeah. And it was meant to be worse, so Strange. he was just like, all right, go home, and he just never brought him back. Strange that you would leave the ball and door winner at home, like. Mm. I know. We'll move right. on. Well, look, yeah. I think I want to get your overall feelings on the 2022 World Cup. So that's us done, or champions for the next four years. Owen, I'll come to you with this one first. How, how do you think this World Cup's been? Where does this rank among we have seen in our lifetime? For me personally, I tweeted out straight away, this has been the best World Cup ever. Talking from a, 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 a football standpoint only, that, that has to be one of the most exciting World Cups ever, most exciting tournaments ever. The amount of upsets we've seen, which I know Dorman's going to hate because he, he just wants to see the good players win. <laughs> I just want to see all the win. best teams. He hates small all. teams. Yeah. Oh my God, Dorman hates small teams. You want to hear it's him? I'm much I hate them. the podcast as well. But no, look, it was, it was the World Cup of upsets. We've seen some glorious goals, some moments of skill. It had everything a World Cup should have had. And I think if it was in the summer, a lot of people would have said the same. Best World Cup ever. I think just because of the timing. Like, look, it, it's it's Christmas in less than a week. It, it's Christmas Day a week on from the World Cup final. That's madness. Yeah. Yes, it is. In my opinion, though, best World Cup ever. Had the best final ever, which was probably the best game of football ever, especially considering the the stakes that were, that were on the table. No, I, in my opinion, even though I loved 2010, and it, it still holds my best World Cup memory, which is when... Tshabalala scored for South Africa. Um, 
but to me, nothing will compare to that World Cup. Do you know what? That's completely fair enough, lad. Connor, same question to you. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think it's the best World Cup I've seen. Um, I think it got off to such a slow start. And I think we were just like, there were so many boring games at the start, but then once the, the la- every group, even the last, the match day three, every group was still there to be won or to get through. And as Orhan was saying, I love Shaxx, so... It was great to see all these smaller teams win. Oh, you do, lad. I love I loved Morocco beating Spain. That was my favourite. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I think I think as well the final made a big difference because I think it was one of the best World Cups I've seen, but the final just took it over the edge because that is the best World Cup final I've ever seen. It might be the best in history. It was just such a good game. I know for 70 minutes it was a bit boring, but that it was so exciting. Even in the 90th, you know, that at a time, yeah. both of them just going for it. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even the quarterfinals were decent. The semifinals were a bit one-sided, but I'd have to agree it's the best World Cup I've seen. And like seeing Messi then, you know, play so well and Mbappe play so well, um, it just it just made it special. Like, and it'll always be remembered now as one of the one of the great World Cups, just even because Messi won that World Cup. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Look, I'm, I. I both years look the only thing i would say is for me personally just south africa 2010 that just holds a special place in my heart um uh, that's up to be honest um but this world cup had it all it had the shocks we had the underdogs controversial sort of talking points you know have we ever talked about referees as much like honestly i know the standard was very poor it made the premier league look unbelievable it did like we 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 had it all like to be fair i know like we weren't we weren't buzzing to series but it's ended up being good because there's been plenty of decent talking points we've had plenty of good moments to talk about like i remember way back we were like there's not really been any standout moments so far and then it's almost as if from the moment we made that statement this world cup has just and it has been every game has had magic sprinkled through it. Um, it's it's been a World Cup. I mean, we've had we've probably seen now the greatest African side um, that that we've ever seen. Um, Morocco being the furthest, um, the furthest team from Africa to ever get into you know like a World Cup um, semi final. That was crazy. Anybody really have given Croatia a chance to, to get as far as they did? No. After the first game, did anybody think Argentina were going to be winner? Probably not. Um, it's just been a World Cup of absolute shocks. And you know what? Yeah, it's it's been so exciting. It's ultimately great to watch. And that's what we do as football fans. We love to watch football. We love to analyze football. And this has certainly mm-hmm. been a good one. Yeah, definitely. I've seen a great day. Uh, I've seen a great response earlier from... Uh, the Sky Sports journalist Dormes Chef. Um, or no, sorry, it wasn't. It was it was Calvay Salahol. Yes, uh, he was talking about the World Cup as a whole, and at the start of the World Cup, he gave his opinions. Shouldn't have been in Qatar and all this year, which obviously a lot of people hold that same opinion. Not to get into the politics of football, but that's the way a lot of people felt. Um, but he said that it'll go down in history. Not because it was in Qatar, but because it was held in an Arabian state. Because yes, the people, uh, it, Arabs need uh, football as much as we do. Like 
he was saying how he feels, especially in the modern era, that the World Cup's been almost uh, known as a Western Europe tournament because that's always where it's held. Yes. Uh, near, like nine times out of ten, that's usually where it's held. Um, and he said it was fantastic for uh, a country in uh, an Arab country to get it because they're so passionate about their football. They love their local teams. They love the Premier League. They love the Champions League. Um, and I agree with them with that there. I think the World Cup does need to become a World Cup rather than yeah. the stigmatised Western Europe and the odd time being in Africa or the odd time being in Asia. There needs to be a, a talk about that generally. I agree with them. It shouldn't have been in Qatar of all places, but there needs to be a chat among those at FIFA about having the World Cup in more diverse areas. Yeah, I think that's that's very well said, lad. Um, yeah, and, and again, I don't think anybody could really disagree with that. At the end of the day, it's the World Cup. It should be for... Um, so... I could, again, very well said. Completely agree. That's 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 the way it should be. Um, yes, obviously we have our being in Qatar, but that's not our place to say. Really, we're just here to to analyze the football. Um, yeah. Look, I want to I want to come to you as well. Um, the best players of the World Cup. Who who ultimately do you think has stood out the most? Three, Connor. I'll come to you first. Who's who's been the top three players at at this year's World Cup? Well, Messi obviously was unbelievable. Definitely has to be he won the player of the tournament. Um, I'd say him with seven goals, three assists, key player throughout. Scored in every stage of the knockout, and then scored in the group stage yeah. as well. Uh, his first yeah. player to ever do that, first knockout, scored in every knockout stage. Um, you'd have to go Mbappe as well. Eight goals. Uh, I think only like. I think it's like Muller or something was the last one to score more than that in a World Cup. Like that's yeah. and he's got like something like twelve goals in fourteen games in a World Cup, and at least twenty three mental. Um, I pro- third best player. I think I was I was actually going to say Griezmann maybe, but I think in the final he was just so poor. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go for so many different. I go for Amrabat. I thought he was probably one of the best midfielders in the World Cup, and honestly, I didn't know who he was before the World Cup. I know he played in Serie A, but Fiorentina, but he was just unbelievable. Like I've seen, he regained the possession the most times in the World Cup, and even going forward, he was a huge help. And even that tackle on Messi will be, or on Mbappe, sorry, will be iconic. Like it was just unbelievable. Yeah, it will. They will I be definitely will. Yeah. That's fair. I want you to give me three different players then. Yeah, um, it's. I was thinking the same players, kind of. Uh, I didn't want to say Messi just because everybody knows Messi was unbelievable. My player from Argentina has to be Emmy Martinez. Look, yes. I don't like Emmy Martinez. <laughs> I'd go See as him. far as saying I hate him with a passion. <laughs> I do too. I but, him. That's um, fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Look, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal goalkeeper. His dark arts for penalty taking is fantastic. Um, he knows how to get in the opponent's head. Uh, we've seen it with Chiuamani. I thought when Chiuamani went up to take that penalty, there's no quabbles on him. Absolutely no chance he misses. When I seen his face, I was like, there's no chance he misses. Yeah. But Martinez done it. And he came up with crucial saves, especially in the in the final. Like in the 123rd minute, that save for, against Kolomwani. I remember when I was watching it and I was thinking, as if Moani hit that straight at him. He didn't. That was mm-hmm. going into the bottom corner. 
That's yeah, an unbelievable yes. save. So, oh, Andy Martinez is my player from Argentina. Um, Bruno Fernandes, uh, a bit mm-hmm. biased um, because I'm a United fan, but he was influential. The Portugal look, Portugal didn't live up to the expectations, in my opinion, should have done a bit better. But Bruno Fernandes, every single game was phenomenal. Absolutely yep. phenomenal. Portugal's um, best player. Oh, Ben May. Yeah, he's uh, he was influential in every game. Um, yeah, and, and when you have Cristiano Ronaldo on your team and you're being the best player, you're obviously doing something right. Uh, yeah. Even in Ronaldo's form and age, uh, you're doing something right if you're if you're outshadowing Cristiano Ronaldo uh, for the national yeah. team. Um, a third player, look, there was a lot of standout performers. Um, kind of a bit struggling here because you told me to pick someone different. I was going to say Amrabat because I thought he was going to say I thought Dorman was going to say Griezmann. Um, well, well, why don't you go for your why, why don't you go for your favorite striker at the World Cup? Because he was still good. True. Yeah. Look, look, I know he was good. I know, I know he was good, but I expect that <laughs> from Giroud. <Yeah. laughs> Al- Alvarez, maybe Alvarez for. I don't want to pick another Argentina player. Um, could go for um. Why don't you Croatian. take a Croatian? Croatian, yeah. Do you know what? I'm gonna go. It's a it's a toss up between Jasko Bardial and Luka Modric, but I have to pick mm-hmm. Luka Modric. Um, in his age, how a man of his age is able to run up and down the field, be absolutely everywhere, uh, be so crucial for a team that, in my opinion, is aging and really overperformed. Like I didn't think that the Croatians had it in them to get a third place finish. Um, yeah. Whenever when they were celebrating their third place finish, you would have thought they won the tournament. It was such an amazing, amazing achievement for them. Um, so yeah, Luka Modric, he's going to be my third pick because he, and, and no matter where he plays, whether it was at Spurs, or Madrid, or for the national team, he is influential, and he's just one of the greatest to ever grace a football pitch. Like it's mad at like that age as well, like. He played like 120 minutes against Brazil, like how? Yeah. And he played like so many minutes in the World Cup. He was so good for them, like. But he's just so he's so crucial. Everything that they do, he's the creative yeah. spark, but he's also the player that can recover the ball. He's oh, crazy, crazy. Um, I'm gonna pick three different as well. Um, so my first player I'm gonna go with is, um, somebody who I'm starting affection for on this podcast um i'm gonna go ashraf hakimi as my first um player uh mm-hmm. just thought he had a phenomenal tournament and i have felt he's been the best right back in the world for going on two years now um and i think this tournament like i keep saying i'm, I'm just so glad people got to see him on the world stage and see what he has to offer both attacking and defensively ways i think a lot of people heading into this tournament maybe knew about hakimi being a a barnstorm always got forward and always looked to score goals or assist but I think people just don't realise just how good defensively he actually is as well I'm, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take him as my first player um, as for my second player though ooh, I'm going to take a Vadriol um, from Croatia mm-hmm. uh, just think he had a very very good tournament, there was a reason Chelsea were linked with you know 80 minutes summer i think that's maybe going to be upwards of about 100 million now realistically if anybody wants to get him i uh, just thought he had a fantastic tournament was 
so far and away probably the best center back at the tournament um in my opinion uh so i'm i'm going to go with second player um as for my third player though hmm. I'll have to pick someone from the automatic oh, lad. Have to pick someone from the final two. I I would say I would say from the winners. Winners. Alvarez maybe. Uh, Alvarez, I think. Or Enzo Fernandez. I'm gonna go Enzo Fernandez. No, I'm I'm. Um, just think he was phenomenal. You know, this is a guy who, like, he plays for Brighton. No disrespect to Brighton, but like. It's not as if he's playing for a world beater, and he's come in and he's he's stepped in amongst some of all's biggest. So, um, I can foresee him getting the move. Um, but he was just phenomenal this tournament. I think you know even when when Messi does decide to to step away, I'd say the the number twenty will soon turn into the number ten for Alexis McAllister. I agree. He was he, and he's Brighton's first ever World Cup winner. Like his next game is Charlton <laughs> and the Carabao Cup. I don't think he'll make that one, lad. I don't I think, think he'll be celebrating. He'll be he'll be too pissed <laughs> playing that game. Yeah. He was also uh, I just wanna I just wanna mug off Jimmy Carragher for a second. Lissandra Martinez couldn't make it. He's now a world champion, so Man United have a, a world championship centre back partner. Only one of so two clubs in the world to have that. Exactly. So let's maybe not Jimmy Carger, let's maybe tone it down on the on the money back criticism because do Liverpool have world champions? No no what's that? No? No? Okay, oh, oh, right, okay. Okay. Sorry. Hope you're enjoying the pod, Jamie, mate. <laughs> For Jamie's gonna switch off now, lads. No. I hope he's not enjoying the pod. Can't stand Jimmy <laughs> Carger. But look and it, Anyway, lads, listen. Let's I want to get working with him in a couple of years. <laughs> oh, I'll be horrifying, lad. Horror. You still yeah, Sky working together. Brilliant. Oh dear. Look, I want to get but before we wrap this podcast up. I want to get Oren. What's your favorite moment? Favorite moment. Um. Ooh, difficult. Uh, well, not necessarily one particular moment, but my my favorite. Uh, Part of the World Cup was seeing Morocco's rise to success and and their their progression to the semi-finals. Uh, it was phenomenal. No one expected it. Uh, all of us in the predictions in the first World Cup episode, we all said uh, Morocco's finishing either bottom or third in the group. But none of us had them to go through. They defied all expectations. Every single week we said, yeah, it's one step too far, Morocco. It wasn't. They got the World Cup semi-final. And I love them feel-good stories. <laughs> Again, Dorman, I know, we hate, I know you hate yeah, them a lot. But... That definitely wasn't my favourite part. But, uh, that, uh... Yeah, Morocco Morocco getting to the semi-final. First African team to ever get as far in the World Cup. It's a, it's a monumental moment for African football. Uh, a fair play to Morocco. That's my World Cup moment. Yeah, look, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of people would argue on that, Oren. It was a special, special tale. Connor, what about yourself then? What's your favourite moment then of this World Cup then? Um... That's a good question. The easy answer would be like watching Messi lift the trophy, but pro- probably actually, and you're going to laugh because underdog story, but probably like Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, that was just madness because no one was expecting it. And that was like a good start to the tournament. I know the, the start was kind of boring, but that was like the, I think that was one of the biggest shocks. 
because they kind of came out of nowhere and they were 1-0 down and they, they, beat, they beat the world champions they actually beat the world champions and Argentina had been unbeaten in 35 games or yeah. something like that so that was just that had to be the number one because even the celebrations and all was madness and uh, it just came out of nowhere yeah it, it really really did and that's if Argentina played seven games at this tournament won six lost one their only loss came to Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia so, Crazy. Absolutely. Credit to them. Credit to them is right. Um, I think from my moment of the World Cup, hmm, it's tough. I'm actually going to go to a uh, group game. Um, see, see, that, see that last sort of round of group games where I think was there like two or three where all four teams could have, quali- could have qualified at one yeah. point? Yeah. Like, that's just madness. That kind of thing is complete drama. You know, when say. I was like, oh my God, that's mental. Absolutely mm-hmm. mental. We were we were down in Dublin. We were going to see um Scooter and we were watching and like we were in that in the apartment in Dublin just screaming, going mad, like cheering on South Korea. It was absolute I to me, I think that's probably gonna be my favorite moment from the World Cup is South Korea getting through getting through that, that group stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your drama for it. That Germany group was mad too. At one stage, Germany and Spain were both out. Yeah. And then it switched. It was just craziness. Yeah. It was sheer, sheer madness. Well, look, lads, I think I think that'll probably do it for this one, to be honest. Um, the first remote podcast then, lads. Bit, bit strange, like, isn't it? It is a bit strange. So I, prefer, I definitely prefer being in the studio. So we do apologize for any kinks that, that, that do happen in the, in the next few episodes because with the festive period and all happening, it'll be a while before we're up in the studio all together again. Yeah, yeah. well, look, I'd say we'll, we'll probably not get up into the studio together till maybe the end of January. So unfortunately, folks, you're just going to have to put up weeks until we can come back get back into the studio so as as for the upcoming things then lads we have premier league obviously returning on um so we will have a podcast we will have a podcast out after those rounds of games um so just really looking forward to covering again lads i don't know about you but can't wait it's good that it's weird though because you know that usually if the world cup happens and there's a bit of a break but we're straight back into football i know league cup carvalho cup next week and then we've got the Premier League as well next Monday so it'll be exciting to cover that again yeah so again just keep an eye out for them um, look you can find us again on YouTube Spotify all the top podcast apps Pocket Cast Apple Podcasts um, Amazon Music all that good stuff you can find us over there if you are watching on YouTube please hit that subscribe hit the like button and share if you're listening on, on spotify give us a follow if you're listening on, on apple podcast give us a follow just share uh, folks because that's that's the best way that we're getting our exposure at the minute is, is yeah. from from you guys sharing things on, on social media once again find us in the parlay sports app that's on the apple app store p-r-l-y sports come in join in the conversation you make quick videos talking about topics that you want to talk about. You can invite people to your conversations. Don't be afraid to invite us. We'd love to jump in and record a mm-hmm. parlay. By Definitely. all means, head on over to the App Store and download the Parlay Sports app. Listen, yep. lads, thanks so much. I know I know this has been... And so, but I actually think it went quite well, to be yeah, so I enjoyed it. And enjoyed just it. something um, quick before we do sign off. Um, 
bit of bit of good news. We tweeted about it earlier. Um, we've officially ranked number one hundred twenty-one in uh, the UK of, of for sports apps on Apple Podcasts. So uh, if you could keep streaming uh, on Apple Podcasts and on Anchor and Spotify and all them good co- uh, content streamers, keep keep streaming on them because it would be a brilliant resolution for us in the new year to break into that top one hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's all yeah. I can really say about it, boys. Yeah, it's phenomenal the support we're, we're receiving here. Great support. I mean, to be in, to be inside, or inside of of you know that top one hundred spot, it's crazy considering we only started this podcast at the very end. So honestly, folks, we can't thank you enough for for all the support for the for the subscribers for the lessons. You know, the the views that we get, we're, we're just. Well, so thank you so much for all your help. Listen, I think we'll leave it there, lads. Thank you so much for jumping on. Not a problem. We will see you in the next one. See you soon, folks. See you later.